Hello, and welcome to The Anti-Racist Economy with Kim Creighton. As the anti-racist economist, Kim is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. And each episode, Kim and myself, your moderator, Aaron Mills, we sit down and we talk a little bit about what's going on in the current social sphere, what's going on with current events, and we talk a lot about Kim's work um, in building a future that is free. So Kim, glad to be here today with you for episode 11. This is a continuation of a conversation we have. It's a two-parter, episode 10. Uh, so good to have you here. Yes, good to be back. Good to awesome. get this get this second part um, going because we teased a little bit. <laughs> We did tease. And so just to bring you up to speed, if you were not tuned into the last episode, uh, today we're focusing on talking about how Kim's going to move forward in her business in FY23. And I should say FY because we try to meet uh, fiscal year, fiscal year 23. Um, you know, it's always important to us that we define terms mm -hmm. uh, that we use in business. And a lot of times, not only do we define them, we debunk them. We talk <laughs> about the meaning attached to them and why you might want to pick a better word. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's been something that's developed through the series, uh, through this podcast. So absolutely. All right, Kim. So I think, should we start with sort of, just to bring everyone up to speed, sort of um, the trigger, which we covered quite a bit on the last episode, but essentially, um, you know, you're constantly evaluating how to best build your brand and move forward with your business. And, you know, you've been taking the time to really prioritize yourself and your vulnerability and understanding how your business relationships impact your outcomes and your intended outcomes for your work. And through, through that process, uh, you've decided to really um, prioritize three things for the year ahead. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll let you elaborate on that a little bit. <clears throat> so the three things, um, I had to have a heart pivot. Um, and so I, I had a heart reset. Um, as I said in the last episode, um, first of all, excuse me, Nobel Prize in Economics is deciding she wants to whimper right now. So if you hear a dog whimpering, it's just Belle doing what Belle does. Um, <laughs> she wants some attention and I'm not giving it to her. Um, but um, I'm setting the heart reset and going back to the basics for me so that I can, um, what a lot of folks don't want to, don't see the need to do is to go back <laughs> and mm -hmm. start over. And so um, when you see, when you see the bridge is, is shaky, it's not going to hold your weight. Don't go across it, go back and figure out how do you can uh, make the bridge stronger before you go across it. Instead, most people go across it like, oh, fingers crossed, toes crossed that we make it across. There's a lot of energy and effort and resources they have to go into making sure you don't fall off the bridge when you could have just gone back, fortified the bridge and then crossed it. It takes a little longer, but it's it's fortified and it lasts longer. So it's not just you, oh, this is good because it's not just you crossing it. Now other people can cross the bridge safely. Right. So that is what my work is. It is about modeling what this stuff is. And so the three things, so one of the things I realized that I, I was doing too much. I was spending too many, because that's what black women do. <laughs> we just are sad. We have an idea. We're trying to make money. Again, last year, I took most of the time off to read, I mean, to write the book. So I didn't have income coming in. So the first thing we think about is that hustle culture. What can we do to bring in money? What can we do to bring in money? What can it? And that was stressful to me. And it, it, it oftentimes, if people are willing to admit it, sends you down a path that is less than desirable. It's the same reason that 
nonprofits spend so much money or so much time realize that they're off mission because the thing that they started, that thing was popular and people were giving money to. And now it's not the thing anymore that people want to give money to. So now you have to change your whole mission to keep the lights on. And so um, you end up doing all these things and that's fine. But if your mission was to, um, because again, most nonprofits, you know, it's just this social justice. So if your mission was to help with colon rectal cancer, and people are no longer, that's not in vogue. And now all of a sudden you're doing dog rescues. I mean, that might be great, but um, that's not what you, that's not helping colorectal cancer research. Um, um, <laughs> right. So, still, no, still a noble cause, but yes. very far from where you started. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and that's what most people, and I'm glad, glad you put it that way, because that's what most people do. They get their heads down and they work, 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 work. And when they look up, they are, so off course. They are in a whole nother industry, a whole nother thing, and they don't know how they got there or how to get back. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I don't want to go that way. I, I'm not trying to waste all that time um, going down the wrong path. So I'm like, this is a great time um, to hit reset and go back to zero and build. And if I can pause you there for one second, before we get into your mm -hmm. three strategies that have, have, come out of that. I love, you said, you said, start over and you said, re, you just said reset, rebuild. There's something that's indoctrinated in us as a society and certainly um, certain populations more than others that like failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. Starting over is significant, sig signifies failure, like try mm -hmm. harder, be faster, hustle culture, um, busy culture. It's busyness is a sign of honor, a badge of honor. Like this is that's why that 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 quiet quitting or that well not yeah no it was just people not doing that extra shit that they weren't supposed to be doing exactly it's not quiet quitting. It's like they realized in the pandemic. Wait, I'm doing way more than it's in my job description. Why am I doing this? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and so and so like there's just this pervasive fear of failure. I would I would say like in in traditional it's not only folks who can and I would uh, only folks who are allowed to fail and they don't even they don't even position it as failure are cis white dudes. Um, it's never failure, but they're the only ones who are allowed to fail and get the benefit of the doubt to do it over and over again. I mean, look at the dude on um, WeWork. How much money have people given him over and over again? And he's shit. And how much did he? I mean, just the whole we work was not a viable business. How much money he he absconded with? I mean, people can say what the hell they want to. When you lease, when you buy shit and lease it back to your company, um, and you're making money on it, but you don't have a, 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 and that's the only way the business the business is not profitable. But you're profiting off that. That's unethical. That is rooted in supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. And yet. Every, it seems like every month, Newman, whatever his name is, um, I can't, it's on the tape of my tongue. I can't think of it. Something Newman. He's forever getting more money and in the billions to do it again. You and I don't get to make, we don't get to make mistakes. We don't get to, we don't get to um, fail. We don't get to, how many, uh, how many people are, fun, black, I'm going to speak for black women. Black women are funded on proven business profitability. White dudes are funded on an idea and the funding is used to help them vet that idea. Mm -hmm. So they get to play with, they get to test their idea on somebody else's money. I don't get to do that. I have to, and that's why I'm going back to zero because I know I don't get that. So the money I have 
I've come up with these three things of what I'm going to focus on. Because if I, if this is the end of this company, I'm going out with a bang. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said. So let's, let's get into the three things. Okay. All right. So the first is something that we were talking about in the last episode that evolved as a solution uh, to a problem. Yes. And that is you're starting your own production company, uh, you know, like a, an, an overarching umbrella company to, to kind of hold all these different media properties underneath it. And yeah, so tell everyone a little bit about how that came to be and what, what your plans are. Well, I've always been um, understood that entertainment is a great form of education. Um, and I've been saying since I've been speaking, I don't want to present my work. I want to perform my work. That's what I've been. I just, I want to perform my work. I've been talking about it forever. And so um, what happened was um, I needed to leave my publisher. Well, my book was just published, but I need to leave my publisher. And so starting a production company that has a publishing arm to it was a, was a, a, a made sense. And so with that publishing company, it uh, um, the production company, and I'm very specific about it because it's not just publishing, it's media production, it's live productions. And so under that umbrella of, of the first of the things that I'm focusing on for 2023 is the production company where the book will be published under that. Mm -hmm. um, straight No Chaser, which I'll explain to y'all what that is, but an audiobook that Laura that Aaron is just hearing about is is under that it's going to come under that so um the publishing of the book that's you know I talked about that straight no chaser is my I've developed a term called hoodnomics and it is um it is when I said it to mo some people in the beginning they're like oh yeah that makes sense because um in the hood there's so many business ideas and I was like yeah that's not where I'm going with it I get what you're saying but that's not where I'm going with this for me it's hood economics because I want it to be at the hood level I want it to be at the neighborhood level I want economic I want folks I want to take economics from the rarefied Silicon Valley Wall Street Journal types and give it to the hands of everyday people in the hood I want everybody to be able to have an intelligent, informed conversation about the economy because it impacts us and we have no say or understanding of what the fuck is going on. So that is me just straight no chaser. I have um, five areas that I want, that I will be talking about. Um, one is relationships. One is professional and business. Um, one is um, um, uh, financial. One is, and I should have brought my list down. One is um, um, oh, phys um, health, physical, mental, and spiritual. And the last one, I cannot remember right now, but there are five areas and I will be doing live events, either virtually or in person, where what I want to do is have one of these things and, and it's a Q&A. People just get to ask me, we talk about these, these subjects the economics of relationships, the economics of your finance, the economics of your business or, or employee status, the economics of all these things, and be honest about where how we got here and how we and how individuals can move forward to have these very honest conversations. So that's the first one. That's the second. That's the, actually the second. So that's straight no chaser. Um, and then the audiobook. So people have been saying, first of all, it took forever for the 
I believe in accessibility, that is, you know, supremacy, coercion, discrimination, expectation free. It took a while for the uh, ebook to get out. Um, and hopefully when we switch over, we want everything to come out at the same time. But the audiobook, because people have been telling me, saying they would like an audiobook, and I get it for accessibility issues in it, but I don't have a budget to do a regular audiobook. Um, I don't have a budget to book a studio, to book editing, to do all. I don't have the budget for that. So how do I do it my way? <laughs> and it is how I did in my Cause of Scene podcast when I was reading, um, we did book clubs. And what I would do is read and comment, comment. And so this is what this is. I'm going to be reading part of my book and providing commentary. So people get a, a unique perspective, things that are in the paperback, you know, in the hardback or the, so this is what this is. And so my hope again um, is to have, and, and because the book is um, broken down into three parts, know thyself, know that organization and know that community. I'll be bringing out the three sections in, 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 um, separately. So the first okay. one I hope to have out um, by the end of Q2, which is quarter two, um, which would be June. Mm -hmm. And then the second one come out at the end of quarter three, which would be um, September. And then the, it'll, it'll play around with it. But the, the last one I want to come out with the anniversary of the launch of the book, which will be January 3rd or January of 2024. And you'll have a whole, um, and that will be published, produced under um, the Futures Free Production Company. I love it. I love it so much. And I love what it models to our audience. And, you know, it, it's number one, you've taken it, you've taken things into your own hands and you're getting it done a way that, that works for you, right? And I think that's such an important mantra. It works for me. I'm doing it this way because it's my work and this is your brand and you're doing it in a way that works for you. I feel you've also set, you've also established a realistic timeline to roll this out. Mm -hmm. You know, you said to, to be accessible, it's going to take longer, you know, and, and, you know, and like even our last episode, you said change, it takes time and to, and to do it right. Right. And any, any type of thing, you know, and just today, the margins have all just completely disintegrated in terms of there's just no breathing room. And so you spelled out a plan that just, it sounds like, like really reasonable, you know, do you feel that and it way? Works for me. And it works for yeah. me because again, one of the reasons I don't like to present my work, I like to perform my work is also my ADHD brain. When I'm reading, I have an issue with reading ahead. So I stumble over words, words that I know how to pronounce. Sometimes I can't pronounce them, that kind of thing. And I'm going to leave that in my book. I don't want, in my audio, I don't want, I want to be people to see that because we just talked about mistakes and failures. This is not a mistake. This is how I show up. This is how my brain works. And so mm -hmm. I don't want all those things edited out. I don't want this perfect, this, this polished. Let me talk about this. This is a segue. And then we'll get into one of the reasons, one of the things that I've been saying is because I've tried the whole branded social media shit. That does yeah. not work for me. It does. It's not authentic to me. My shit is me. The one thing I can say about me is I'm authentically inconsistent. And so I'm, I'm inconsistently, I'm consistently inconsistent. And I have no problem with putting something on and screenshotting it and putting it on Instagram. It's not pretty, but for me to make it pretty takes energy that I can be putting somewhere else. So even having all this branded stuff, I'm seeing all these people talking about they're burning. Like one of the people that I had to drop was my social media person because he, I get it. He can't live just on my, my um, 
my sale. But when you have a boatload of clients, you can't serve that many. You can't do, you can't serve them in a way that benefits me. And so you drop the ball because you're hustling, you're tired, you're making yourself sick and all these other things. All of this fake. And, and the fact that all of this fake is just another thing. The Kardashians can do what the fucking Kardashians can do because they have people on their team who do that shit and they're spending a shitload of money on that. They're filtering shit. None of it's fucking real. None of it's real. And we have created a society of people who are following behind shit that's not real and trying to make it. I'm not doing that. So yes, my book's going to have some hums and ahs. I'm going to stumble over some words. I'm going to, it is, but it's going to be mine and you're going to, and you're going to get a shitload of content. And that is what is lost in social media. It's all about the look and not the content. It's all about the form and not the function. I have an undergraduate in interior design. It is all about the function over form because you can paint a good wall. You can paint the wall a pretty color is what, what the fuck you want to. But if that's a low bearing wall and you take it out, the ham, damn roof's going to fall. So you have to understand what's necessary. What is, what's the form? What's the, what's the function before you talk about the form? What it, what is, so for me, I want an audio book for accessibility reasons first and foremost. Most people are on e-readers. They don't give a shit what, what it looks like and all that other stuff. They want to be able to get to the content. And by providing the, the commentary, that really brings people who are using e-readers or whatever into a conversation with me where they wouldn't have with a book or e-book. Hands down, it's more engaging. It, it yes. really is. And I, what I like about it too is you're also being accessible to yourself. Yes. You're saying, hey, my brain works this way. I sometimes stumble over words. Like that's authentic. I'm going to model authenticity, but I'm also going to be accessible to myself, you know, and that's important. What accommodation should I be making for myself? You because know? what happens is when I've tried to do it straight, I get frustrated and I, and, and I, it just makes it worse. And I just want to say, forget it. And, and I'm just like, yeah, I got to do it my way. And that's me centering myself in my work. I have to do it my way. And it's not saying my way or the highway. I'm in this business by myself at this point, so I can do okay. this. Now, okay. when I bring other people in, they have other ways. But if, it, if you want me to record something, it's got to be my way. If you're going to record it, then you can do it your way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I think that's an important distinction when we say it works for me. That's fine when you're working in this type of a, you know, a work stream. When there's other people involved, obviously the considerations that changes, yeah. um, but you have to still be authentic to yourself and understand what's going to make you the most productive. Um, so exciting. That's awesome. That's yes. wonderful. Uh, okay. So that's the production company at yes. large. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, so this shit didn't just happen is the next initiative. And I can't wait for everyone to hear about this. Okay, so when <laughs> my when I felt at the beginning of the year that my, my business was imploding because nothing was going right, I was like, I have X amount of dollars in the bank. If this is all I have in the bank, what the fuck is the one thing you want to do that you've always wanted to do? And always wanted to do a one-person show. I've always wanted to do a one-person show. I've always wanted to do a one-person show. And so I was like, screw it. And what is it? And I was like, I didn't know what the title, but I do. It's, it is, this shit didn't just happen. And the subtitle is the making of an anti-racist economist. And I hope to do um, shows starting in the fall um, and travel. And what it is, it's just my one person show where I'm, exp I'm giving the hit. So straight no chaser is about the reality, right? Mm-hmm. 
this shit just didn't happen is about the narrative of how we got here. So it is unpacking the Powell memo. It is, it's how I, on my journey in the last 10 years, how I got to this place. Because I wasn't talking about this shit um, when I entered tech in 2014. And so it is my evolution in a fun, exciting, my unique way of doing, presenting this content. So it's, it's um, edutainment, but it is, um, so that's, this shit didn't just happen. Cause I just want to be real honest because people keep saying, cause again, if we keep acting as if something's broken, then we're not dealing with the real reality of what, um, of what is, is, is we're dealing with, it, it, it's, it didn't just happen. So this is how I see it opening up. So I just have the first few slides and they just came to me. So on a black, a black, all these are black slides with white letters. And it says, this shit didn't happen. Just did, this shit didn't just happen, dot, dot, dot. Next slide comes up. There's nothing to fix, dot, dot, dot. The next slide comes up because there's nothing broken, dot, dot, dot. Next slide comes up. Things are working as design and design is in all caps, dot, dot, dot. And this is the last of those slides to privilege the few at the expense of the many and get into that conversation. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I, as someone who has seen you, you perform, I will say that present, I've seen you perform in various capacities at this point now. I am so excited for this. I am so excited for this. I have to tell our readers and our readers, our listeners, and hopefully readers also in whatever form that is most yeah. accessible to you. I can't tell you being in, again, being in a Kim Creighton audience, it's like going to the movies, like you're riveted and then you're scared. And then, and, and then you're like, oh shit, I can't believe she just said that. And then you're like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so funny. She's so funny. And so attuned to the audience. So the fact that you're taking that and bringing it to a, in a formal capa capacity to a yeah, show. And it so would exciting. be, it would be in theaters. I want it to be like small theaters stage. I want the whole effect um with you know audio visuals just so people because again that's the educator to me so people yeah. can, but yes that is what I'm I so that will be also produced under the production company the first the the live events yeah and because we've been speaking so much about outcomes and outcome oriented planning and thinking the last two episodes what are your hopes for the audience like in terms of you said edutainment so obviously education and entertainment but what what do you hope the average person walks away from i shouldn't say the average person i don't like that phrase yeah. what do you hope your audience walks away from well first of all i i see it as for me the vision i have is it starts in theaters but i end up in stadiums i see this as no different than a concert or a, a comedy show, or this is content that is entertaining and um, you learn something from it. If not, I, what I want people to understand is stop gaslighting yourself. This shit didn't just happen. Yep. Just if they only take that away, that shifts something in your mind because now you're not saying, oh, this no, it's not broken. Okay, it's not broken. Now I can stretch because when you're talking about broken, your strategies are off. You'll never be successful 
because right. it's not broken. And so your strategies can't fix, can't fix something that's not broken. But if you come with, oh, this is how it's designed. Now I need to retrofit my strategy to overcome this design. That's a strategic thing you can do. Right. So I want people to walk away feeling empowered, that they feel empowered. They, they not, I'm not empowering you, but I want them to feel empowered. I want them to walk away feeling motivated that they can do something that, oh shit, now I'm giving them a strategy in those situations that they felt that they had no choice or they had to do. No, no, you have a strategy. You have, you have, this is what this thing looks like. This is why you're, the economy is impacting you this way. This is how you can, and, and I need you because everybody's situation is different. And I wrote the book the same way. My book is not about A, B, C, D. It's about here's a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, has a blueprint for a house, everybody has a floor, walls, and a roof. But every blueprint has different floors, walls, and roofs. So that is what my work, I want to give you the, the, the tools, the information, the knowledge and skills to go build your own house. And what about all of the folks that, that you have been helping do so through the work to date? And so this is a great segue uh, in terms of the last priority for this year is, you know, moving from sponsorship to compensation. So I have been, so one of the things that when I was doing um, pausing, I, I, I did that shit felt like 24 hours, seven days a week. I was on Twitter or doing something. And particularly if I was calling somebody out, it went for days sometimes. Uh, you take a break to sleep because they got something else smart ass to say. So you have to come back in. And when I was doing that work, um, I have, because on my website, I asked people to sponsor this work. So I had between every month, between 45 to 50 sponsors. And some people think, oh, that's a lot of money. Well, not if you've been running a business, it's not. Because <laughs> that's what I'm, that, that was the work I was getting. And so, but the problem was when I stopped doing cause of scene, I went down to 11 and that drastically dropped my income. And also what I recognize is people were thriving off the chaos. They weren't doing much, but they, throve, they, they were thriving off the chaos. And what it made me think when, because I was about to, because I was going to say, I need to really get my sponsorship up. And then I had a, a brain. No, you're not. They don't sponsor you. You do this work, whether they pay you or not, they're compensating you. And because they are benefiting from this, they need to compensate you. So I'm not, you're not sponsoring me anymore. I'm changing all of that language. You are compensating me. And if you have benefited from my work in any way, and you have the financial means to pay me, to pay me, compensate me $100 a month, and you're not doing it, you don't believe in exploitation free. That's just the bottom line. And that's as, as objective as I can make that. I'm not a charity. I'm not doing GoFundMe. I'm, the work I'm doing, I'm taking hard hits. I'm paying money for my security. I'm doing, there's a whole bunch of shit that folks don't know that I have to put in place just to make sure I'm safely able to do this work that comes out of my pocket. And if you are a, a listener to this podcast and you are able to give, if you're able to spend money on sushi every month and you're able to give me $100 a month, if you watch me on social media, uh, put out my gems and you're like, oh my God, that is so smart, then you owe me money. That's just the bottom line. I'm just, I'm no longer, I, and again, that's centering me. I, before I was centering everybody else. 
Oh, would you sponsor me? No, I'm working. You need to compensate me. And unlike other places, let's say you're on a platform where you have a, a recurring thing. Once you stop paying, you're kicked out. If you're not paying me, you still get the benefit of my words, of my work, of my effort. And if you're not compensating me, what does that say? I need people to look. What does that say about you? Because what I really want to do is how we change how we do, how we see and, 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 and support work that activists do. Why are activists starving? Why are activists struggling financially? Why? You have no problem paying Beyonce 700 and something dollars, whatever the fuck her tickets are costing. Y'all will save and take out loans for that shit. The people who are in your communities doing the work every day to make life better globally, y'all don't want to pay. Y'all see that as, as, as charity. Nope, I'm not a charity. I have fucking student loans to pay back. I have over $400,000 in student loans to pay back. How the hell are you going to think I'm going to pay that back with charity? Nope, I work every day. So that is what I'm, I need by the end of the year, I need 50 fuckers paying me 100 at a minimum of 50 people paying. And I said fuckers, and I meant that because I that's because it makes me angry. Because every time I say this, people, they're first, of, well, why don't you do a GoFundMe? Why don't you do a Patreon? I do enough free shit. Why would I do Patreon and have to give you more? Mm -hmm. this, this podcast right here, we have you and I plan it. We record it. It has to be edited. I'm playing for hosting. Uh, that shit doesn't come free. None of it does. I know, isn't it? It's so, it's just so backwards. That, that like to your point, what what folks invest in, and 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 again, that the charity is always a nice to have or a bonus, or you know, it's, and it's, it's the first thing that you cut off. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's also it's interesting even in my line of work events, right? So, you know, it's it's like, would you like to add a pro social element, like some, you know, it's like it shouldn't like it should be a, a, a through line. Right? Yes, <laughs> it should be a through line, not an additive. Not like, oh, that would be nice to have. It'd be nice to do something good and make us feel good about ourselves. Like, you know, it, it yeah. Oh, and that goes back to the last conversation we were talking about being a good person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yep. why I was like, no, mm -mm, that, let's not do that. Because right. what you consider is a good person in me, to, to you, it's a good person. To me, it's compensating me for the work that I do. I don't need you to be a good person, I need you to pay me. And so those are the conversations I'm going to be having because I'm sick of seeing myself and other people out here doing the hard work, the work that most people are not qualified to do, and we're struggling. I'm going to have to get rid of my assistant. That's why I'm get, I can't afford her right now. I'm happy she's she's um you know it's it's you know putting her out the nest i'm happy to see because she's working with me for three years lord help the person who hires her because i'm <laughs> oh my god i i they better come correct us she gonna correct them <laughs> i was gonna say they are incredibly lucky whoever they are certainly mm -hmm. um i know what what i love too is this is such a disruption to the current model like the what what current norms would dictate right kim you first need to publish the book you need to develop a brand and a name for yourself. Eventually you'll get royalties. Eventually you'll get like you are saying, no, 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 no. The work's happening. It's been happening. You're benefiting from it. You know, I've been you're, doing you're, this work for years. Yes. Right. So you're upheaving again, the traditional norm of, of how, how it should work. 
And but I hope again, that's not, I'm going to stop you because that's a, okay. that's a lie. Because that's not, that's how black women should work. Other people getting paid and haven't done shit. All they have is a fucking idea, if that. Correct. As we were talking about at the beginning. Absolutely. Right. There are folks getting funded based so on I ideas. I have to give blood, sweat, and tears before I can be validated for you to think I, because I have to earn the money. I've earned this money. Earned it. I earn it every day. Every time I talk to a CEO to make his organization better, it makes the whole ecosystem better. Every time I put something on social media and people are like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. You just learned something from me. If you don't believe in reciprocity, you don't believe in exploitation free. Period. And so I can tie my request for compensation back to supremacy, coercion, discrimination, exploitation free. And that's it. I'm not a charity. If you've benefited from me and my work and you want it to be the, the others to benefit from it and to, be, to go into the future, pay me, compensate me. You're, I'm not a charity, so I'm not doing sponsorships. Yeah. And, it, and honestly, it gives everyone an opportunity to help sustain the work because, you know, I can't do your work. I, I I can't do your work, but I what I how can but I can support you, and that's I, really. I, what I can, I'm is. not a veterinarian. I pay the vet to clean my dog's anal anal glands because I'm not doing. It. <laughs> and I don't go in there and try to nickel and dime whatever the hell they say it costs to clean her ass. That's what I'm paying because I'm not doing it. <laughs> Agreed. And then Belle benefits as well because she doesn't scoot on the floor anymore. So, <laughs> or she just doesn't get hurt when me trying to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I had a pug, so I had to deal with the anal sex as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so that's the conversation. So those are the three things I really want to, and it's all going back to authentic conversations, hopefulness, and strategic action. Because that's what the work is. And I'm, I'm really sick of people being leeches and parasites. I have no respect for leeches and parasites. I over tip because I know other people don't tip well. Whether I got good service or not, I know in the United States, people make it less than $3 an hour and that just pays taxes. So yes, I may go to the manager and say, hey, this was not, whatever, but I'm not going to not leave a tip. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm going to actually, unless they were straight up assholes, I'm going to tell them, hey, this was so far. You should have done it. But I'm still going to tip. Because they've done the that they they've done the work. It may not be up to my standard, but they've done they spent. Let's put it this way. I took up time that they could be spending with somebody else. Mm -hmm. because that's what it is in service it's about how much time i have in a day how many yeah. customers how many people sitting at my tables if i'm taking up a space at your table i'm taking up your money and i need to pay you for that if you liking retweeting sharing 
all of that shit of my work, listening to the podcast, you need to be compensating me. Yeah. And it, it's a, believe me, folks are, folks will feel confronted, right? Because you can't unsee what you, we always talk about this. Like once you know, if you know, then making a you decision, do you want to be complicit? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you complicit in the harm? Are you complicit? Are you, you know, are you complicit in the solution? Are you complicit in the support? Like where do you, where do you, where do you fall? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. If you want to continue exploitation, then you'd be able to live with that. But no, don't come to me as the good person because you're not. You're benefiting from something that you've not paid for. And people will say, oh, and so that's how they try to get you. Oh, capitalism is bad. Bullshit. Bullshit. That is a, way, a reason for most people not to pay people what the fuck they owe them. Try to do this mental, this mental um, um, jenga of... <laughs> um, but that is, mm-mm. you tired at your church? That them lights can't stay on if you don't pay. Or your synagogue or your mosque. Yeah, and the way I like to think of it too is, and I love this phrase, a consistent, excuse me, a consistent demonstrated practice. Practice yes. is the perfect word for it, right? So if you believe that you can and you should believe this because it's true that you can do more and do better to support marginalized communities and you can leverage your privilege then you need to make that a daily practice just like a yoga practice or any type of exercise any type of habitual practice right that's what this is it's and i'm gonna gonna stop you because i want to make sure people understand it is not in lieu of pain so when you go to the protest that's great you still need to pay. Right. Because those people had to plan the protest. They had to get all the things that took to get their protest done. It costs money. Right. Yes. Like use your means and and prioritize how you're using your means. Yes. But don't think think I'm going to swap out one for the other. No. Right. Mm -hmm. And and the work requires both and then some. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know? And I'm going to use you I'm going to use you as an example. Erin Mills, owner of Strat House, they <laughs> she works. She we did this podcast together. She has a a graphic designer who do, who uh, who does the images and edits. Um, she we meet at least twice a month to go over strategy. She they help with um, publicity. Erin. Uh, Tech, um, taps me into her network. That's how I got a publicist. That's how I got a photographer. And Aaron pays me every month. Because even with everything Aaron does, Aaron understands that she can't do what I do. And I'm saying that not to put Aaron on a pedestal or make her feel but the fact as she understands this work requires her effort and her money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do the same thing. I overpay people because I understand personally what this shit takes. Right. So somebody, I'll do it. I'll just do it sometimes just on I'll, when I was on Twitter a lot. If I saw somebody like um, they'll say an indigenous person is about to lose their house 
and they're asking for $50, I give a hundred. Not because I'm trying to, because I know them asking for 50 was the fucking bare minimum because they were too scared to ask for what they really needed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not afraid to ask what I need, not, not just need, but what I deserve. I'm not doing that anymore. Not doing it anymore. And so people are like, but you get paid from the bitch. They ain't got nothing to do with you. It, it really doesn't. It's what I get paid from is also because I did the work to get paid for it. So if I have advising clients, yeah, I get paid from them. But that has nothing to do with the fact that you get shit for free. Now, yeah, and not to mention that's nobody's business. Like it's it's no one's. Oh, business. I get called a grifter all the <laughs> damn time. Oh my gosh, all the time. And had those supporters stay with me when I left cause the scene, I wouldn't have had to do what I had to do last year when I had a, a call for, hey, I'm taking six months off. Can people dedicate and pay, pay? I wouldn't have to do that. And I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I don't need to. I shouldn't have to. I'm not doing it. Okay. So for those listening, if they want to jump on and they, and they should be compensating you if they're benefiting. And, and to your point, if they're benefiting and if they in turn want to ensure this work is sustainable, right? Yep. You know, so what's the, the URL? It's 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 KimCrayton.com. Yep, it's KimCrayton.com. And then you go to the thing that says sponsorship. It says sponsorship for right now. It won't okay. say it for much longer. We're, we're updating my website. But you go to the, um, to the tab that says sponsorship. Mm-hmm. It's right and, at the top. And again, <laughs> This is something we keep talking about. Again, it's just, it's a matter of word. It, words mean something. Yes. Sponsorship versus compensation. And that's, we're changing that to compensation. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. there's a whole different, sponsorship has a different feel. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sponsored. And it's, and there's an entitlement to it. I'm sponsored. I was just going to say that. Well, that, well, again, my line of work events, sponsors get something in return. Yes. And I'm giving exactly. And I'm I'm giving already. I'm not, that's why yep. I don't do Patreon. I'm not doing anything else. Right. I've had I have arguments with people like, why don't you do a GoFundMe? Why don't you? I'm not doing anything extra. <laughs> right. Well, it's so interesting too, because sponsorship, which believe me, it's a very critical means for events. I'm not debunking sponsorship as a methodology, oh, no. but there's a time and a place you, for it. Exactly. But when you think about sponsorship in this line of work. What does sponsorship typically mean? It means your name and lights. You're the presenting sponsor. It's centering the benefactor. It's sense, you know, you know, when in fact you're not the benefactor of Kim's work, you're the beneficiary you're benefiting. Yes, exactly. And that is why I had that. That was a aha that like was a complete paradigm shift for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it made me feel different. I sit differently. Sponsorship feels different in my body than compensation because sponsorship is, is me. Oh, I don't want to bother them. Right. You know, compensation is okay, buddy, you owe me. You owe me. I have a whole, it sits differently in my mouth. It sits differently in my body. Mm-hmm. There's a boldness to it. Particularly the fact that I'm giving and you haven't paid. So I can't even say, it's not even, oh, you pay me and I'll give. No, I give every day. Right. It is bold and it's authentic. It's authentic. 
And I really want, because no one's having this conversation. So why the fuck not me? It's just like, okay, put it, put it, put it else in, put it in the pile of why the fuck not Kim? Like, like Creighton be Creighton. Like Creighton be Creighton. I think the next, after this shit didn't just happen, I think why the fuck not be like, put it in the pile. That could be the next show. Like, I think we've just coined the next show uh, right there. <laughs> you could just list off all the things. Yes. Love it. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Well, as we, you know, wrap up today's session, we always love to talk about what makes us joyful and what is making you joyful? Um, whew, finally getting these damn pre-orders out. Jeez. And I'm really, I am joyful seeing people share it on the social and say how excited they are to get into it and starting quoting and quoting, pulling quotes from the book and, and uh, people telling me how they like the format. Because again, as a special needs teacher, as an educator, I thought about it being accessible and, and chunking and how people take information in. And people are like, oh my God, I don't feel like, cause it's not these huge paragraphs and pages right. and pages. And they're like, oh my God, I feel that I can read and stop and, and go back. And, and, and I left a lot of white space so people can take notes. So I really am loving how people are engaging with the book. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. you. Oh, goodness. I, you know, I'm having a lot of joy at work right now because uh, we're in the thick of a really big project and it's one of those, you know, what I will say far too typical uh, trajectories where the, the work got greenlit really last minute mm -hmm. and we're all just racing to get it done. But I feel that as, as, as stressful as that has the potential to be, I am just grateful because I have the, the right team in place yeah. and we're just rocking and rolling. And so, you know, I feel like oftentimes in the past when I've been met with these circumstances and, and of course in, in the events industry, we always, all the events happen the exact same month. Like yeah. that's yeah, just yeah. the nature of things, <laughs> of course. Right. So literally like, I'm going to be on a plane next week. We have a lot going on this month. And, and this is like one of the first times I can say in my professional career where while it's overwhelming and I'd be remiss, like I'd be lying actually yeah. to say that it wasn't. I feel like I've got it. Like I've got it and not necessarily I've got it. We've got and it. And that is the good feeling when, when there's chaos and you can still laugh and giggle and find yeah. and, and figure it out. Now that's team. That's team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you that know, because that you're, you're, you're like, you're vibing off things. They pick up, they run. Oh, she dropped the ball. Let me grab it. Da, 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 da. You know, that hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And I can feel that energy. Thank you. And I feel that energy with the team. And like, that's how, you know, you're with the right people because yes, they they rise and, and elevate to that and they thrive off of it. We care about each other and we're checking in, making sure everyone's okay. And we're, we're finding, to your point, the joy and the humor in a yes. lot of it. You have yeah. to laugh. You have yes, to laugh. Exactly. You know? Especially when it's a big shit that just dry, like, okay, let's just, okay, it's going to be funny. Let's just go. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. We f I felt that when um you and uh, my assistant came down for the event in September, it was like, everybody had their place. We were silly things. Then yeah. some things didn't work, but it's just like, <laughs> like my laptop, I'm in the middle of a talk and my laptop goes dead and you just kind of like, okay, let's hundred percent. hundred percent. Like it was, it was good. It was good. That was great. I know we had a plan. Remember that, and that, that guy was like bothering you and you're snapping your fingers and we come in and we tell the story that you got to whisk you away. Like it was, Oh yeah. We're like, she's got to get out of here. She's got other commitments. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah. was such fun teamwork. That yes. was a fun one. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been good. This has been good. It I feel good. This is good. This is cathartic for me to have this conversation. Good. 
Yeah. Well, and, and as always, it's, it's, I'm the beneficiary. Like I am learning and growing and I always leave these conversations I mentioned earlier. And I think about like, oh, wow. Like that's, you know, it's just, it's, I just always think through after these episodes and yeah, I, I, I love it so much. I cherish this time with you, Kim. So uh, good. Well, and to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you soon for episode 12, but in the meantime, we are laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and is strategic in action. Will you join us and pay me? Ha <laughs> ha